It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds Podcast presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino App. Elliot Shore Park, James Seltzer with you. What up, B? You know, so many weeks, really for the last year and a half, but especially this season, when we've started the pod, it's been like, well, they play this week, but they're better than the team and they're going to win, so there's not much to talk about. It's been a long time. I mean, I guess the Vikings game, I was convinced they thought, I, I thought they, you know, they were going to lose that game because of the spot, but... It's been a long time since there's been a game, I guess the Super Bowl would have been the other one too, where there's like legitimate reason to think they could lose this game because of on-the-field stuff. Like each week we talk and it's, you know, well, it's a tough spot or, you know, like you could find like intangible reasons. It's been a while since the Eagles have gone up against a team where you could say they might have a better roster than them. Well, yeah, and Miami's I, pretty close. Uh, yeah, they are. I think offensively they are. Defensively, they're, they're not they're great. They're pretty but, similar. Uh, I uh, think, well, we'll get in. I, we'll anyway, get what I mean is, uh, excuse me. Sorry. I'm excited to get into the game. I feel like yeah. we rarely get a chance to do that. No, yeah, it's true. There has not been many regular season games that have had the excitement. The shame is, like, there's not a ton of hype in the city for it. I mean, it just is yeah. what it is. Well, I think like, by the time Sunday comes. The city's red right now. Like, it just is what it is. Like, I find it hard to get myself up for the Eagles right, right now. But this is the biggest regular season game in the last two seasons, really. Well, a couple of things. One, so Kelly Green Week, obviously. Which is huge. Um, so I was out down at the Novakir yesterday. We'll get into the Julio thing, too. But the Kelly Green, like, swag is awesome. Like, the sweaters, the, like, uh, the pullovers. Oh, it's, it's super The background cool. for the press conferences, the hats, the helmet look looks awesome. But, man, if you're the Eagles, you got to think. So for years, people have been saying they want the Kelly Green. Like, years. So the initial rollout of it. Like, when they release the jerseys, they get uh, leaked early, and that's completely ruined, right? Like, it's, people are still excited when they come out. Obviously, when they were sold, it, it was people went crazy for them and all that. But, like, the initial rollout didn't go great. And now, you're going to wear them for the first time, and everyone's just talking about the Phillies. <laughs> and it's a game where you really could lose. Like, look, they could win, for sure. There's... As long as Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni are the head coach and how he's a GM, I don't think there'll be many games we'll go into and be like, yeah, they got Look, no shot. And shotter. they are favored. Everyone's and they are favored, out. which is crazy. Oh, the, how could they beat the Dolphins? They are favored to win. Which the is game. crazy. Not crazy. It's not crazy. Not crazy, but I'm saying the they're way. F- they're both 5 and 1. Yeah. And we'll get into it, but like, like, the Dolphins' offense has been great. 
They have also maybe played four of the five worst defenses in football this year. Yeah. No, so, you know, right. we'll get to it. But it just, from a Kelly Green perspective, it's got to be, I just wonder if this is what Jeffrey Lurie envisioned. You know, like, for all the weight and all, like, you would think every day this week would be, like, the Kelly Green's back. Like, favorite games and the Kelly Green stuff. Like, I'm, I am excited to watch him practice today in the uh, Kelly sure. Green helmets. So that'll be cool. Um, so but it'll be, I just, it's funny what what we all thought for the Kelly Green versus what it's going to end up being. I wonder how Larry feels about that. Ah, look, so, I, and I get it. I was never, like, I was happy they brought the Kelly Green back, but it was never mm-hmm. something where it was like a passion thing for me. I was like, ah, yeah. oh, you know, like I know for, it was for a lot of people. Like, I'm not diminishing. I totally get it. And I think you're right. I think for Jeffrey Lurie, it's a big deal that they're back. And they are cooler than I thought they were going to be. They're awesome. Yeah. Like, they look great. And I think it's fun that they're going to wear them. But yeah, I mean, the timing couldn't be worse for them. I mean, again, like I, uh, like I, to your point, Sunday day and night, I'll be excited. I'll be freaking yeah. ready. It'll be Eagles, Dolphins. I'll be pumped, and hopefully the Phillies will. Have, well, uh, we'll be over. My by guess then. is the Phillies will yeah. be in the World Series at that point. We can kind of reset and take right. a step back. And I do think, look again, I, it is the biggest regular season game of the last two years in terms of of like the matchup, the feel of the game. Yeah. It's a Sunday night football game. Like, and the importance of and it. And the importance of it. Now, importance, you could argue, maybe like Dallas last year at home, whatever. Mm-hmm. There are a few that, that were, you know, importance-wise. But, yeah, I, I think in terms of hype, in terms of two teams coming in that, that are exciting, that people are talking about, that both teams are Super Bowl contenders, like, we haven't had that in a while. And, and it is on Sunday Night Football. And then, again, the, I think the Kelly Green thing, at least for me, it adds to it, for sure. Like, it, it makes it feel even bigger because it is the unveiling of them. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just like again, like we, you know, we talk about on the radio. Today was the first day we didn't have a Phillies game the night before, and people still only want to talk. Yeah. Phillies. Well, so it's been it's been a few days since. I mean, they lost to the Jets, and we barely talked. We talked about it the day after, and we've barely brought it up. Other than we've had guests on, like who, like right. Nick Sirianni or whatever, we'll talk to him about it. But like we barely talked well, about them the losing Eagles the Jets. Are, Eagles are probably I'm happy sure about they're happy that. about that. Yeah, yeah it goes both it ways. It won't be the same if they lose to the Dolphins. Goes both ways. In theory, the uh, the Phillies will be off for a week. But um, we haven't talked uh, on the pod a few days since the Jets, and like now that it's been a few days, the more I think about it, I'm just like man, what a blown opportunity! Like if they win that Jets game, this Dolphins game, it's big, but it's not as big. You can take a loss to the Dolphins. It's an AFC opponent, all those things. But now because they blew that game at the end. They lose to the Dolphins. They have two losses. If Washington, I'm sorry, not Washington. There's a chance that when Dallas comes here now, because of the loss to the Jets, that the Eagles and Cowboys will be tied for losses for that Dallas game at home. Now it's at home, which is huge, and they've done well against Dallas at home. But when they were up two games, uh, when they were up two games in division, it felt like it was over. Like I feel like I might have even said on the pod. I think there's like an 80 percent chance they win the division. Now it could be that by the time you go to the bye, you're in second place in the division. So. Man, you just think back to the Jets game, and it's like, I know they played poorly, and I know if you turn it over four times, you don't have a chance to win that game, you know, almost that ever. But they had a chance to win that game. Like, the decision on third and ten, I don't know if your opinions change on it at all, but, like, why let them score? That's something I've been thinking about more and more. Like, why just let the Jets oh, walk in? I was fine in? with it. I get it. I get what you're saying. Like, what, it would have been like 40 seconds they would have the ball back? 30 no, seconds no, it would have been no like a minute. Out? It would have been a minute with you, no time. You're sure you did the math? Yeah, because they got it with 150, or maybe it was like 149. A minute with no timeouts for an offense to put up 14 points but, all but, game. But you're only down, you're only maybe down one at that point as I, opposed to, you don't, you know, like. I know, I know. Yeah. I, look, I, I was fine with either way. I personally preferred letting them score and having two timeouts right. with our offense. I did. I, no, I love it. So I did in the but moment I too. I get it. I get the argument it. both sides. Like I'm not saying what. Like I'm. I still personally like. I still would have yeah. let them score. 
But it's just like, man, that what a drop. To, what a what a bad loss. Like I know the Jets are competitive and their defense, like all those things. And you're going to lose games that you're you're I mean, supposed to win. The Jets almost beat the Chiefs. I know, I mean, but the Jets. But you beat were right the Bills. there. Like it, like. Those are the games that now the Dolphins game is. I, it look, just, it's it's a big missed opportunity. Yeah, I agree. Little, it just is set in again, more I and just, more. The I just think it's the NFL it now. Like we talked about, like I think good teams are going to lose to bad teams. Like that stuff happens. It's the ebb and flow of the game. Like I look, I, I say this all the time, and and I I it's one of the things I believe most in football that is, for regular season games, like. If some team just comes in more ready to play and wants the game more, they're usually going to win, even if they're way worse. Like, like I think I'm the, not sure that was the case with. The I Jets. think the Eagles took the Jets lightly. I think they went in that game, they watched it on tape, and they're like, "We're going to beat these guys." They had a bunch of injuries, and and look again. If Lane Johnson doesn't get hurt, they win that football game. If other things happen, they win that football game. There's so many different ways to put it. Like, again, not minimizing that it's not a bad loss. It's bad loss. Like it, they should win that football game, and if you want to be the one seed, you have to try and avoid those things. I just think it happens in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it's no, something I mean, that, for sure losses happen. Again, like we so, like what's the worst loss? Losing to the Jets or or losing to PJ Walker. It's a bad you know? loss too. Yeah, PJ Walker's a worse loss. If so we were like, if we were God just, forbid a 49ers. I mean, pod. Dallas lost to Arizona. Like it's yeah. just what happens in the NFL. So I agree with you. It's a missed opportunity. I just can't like freak out about it. I I I I wouldn't say I'm freaking out. I would say, look, you're right. Like they're the 49ers have that loss. Dallas has that loss. Now the Eagles have that loss. It just sucks because they don't have to have that loss. You of know, course, like, like but, it was, but, it was but right the, but there. But what are the Niners saying? Well, if I we were a 49ers they missed a pod, field goal I, I would lose. be saying the same exact thing. Same yeah, thing. I know. That's my thing. point. I'm just trying. I agree with you. It was. I'm trying to not get too myopic. I'm trying to not just only focus on the Eagles and not look at the bigger picture and look at the way the league is and what's happening to other teams as well. Right. I think it's unfair to the Eagles well, to judge them just as their own thing and not judge them like everybody else. I still think the Eagles are better than the Niners or the Cowboys. I still think they belong ahead of them in a power ranking. I, I, this is my my few day after kind of autopsy of that game is not like the Eagles aren't as good as we thought or this is a sign it's of a things to come. It's a opportunity. Of it just it really is, sets in when you look at how good the Dolphins are. And then you have Washington the next week, which is a very winnable game. Granted, Washington played them close, but they always seem to play, or play them closer in Philly than they do in Washington. It's weird, reason. yeah. Um, but then you have the Cowboys. Then you have, then the, the gauntlet begins, right? So, man, it just, it really, when we did the postgame pod, I felt this way, but it was more like, well, whatever, kind of thing. Now, when you look at how good the Dolphins are and how tough this game is going to be, it just it really sets in that when you're trying to get to like 13 wins or whatever it is, to to have a game that even if you play poorly to blow it, it just it really sucks. Uh, I, of course, yeah, yeah. But again, I just I, I think we should have expected like going in. We always say we're doing this schedule right. They're going to lose one. We don't think hey, look, they're going they to. Started to you had said before the year they look, started five and one. I would have taken it. Of course. And yeah. look, if they beat the you thought they were losing the Vikings, they lost did, to the Jets yeah. instead. Yeah. If they beat the Dolphins, who cares? You know yeah. what I mean? Like if so, they beat the Dolphins, uh, if, of course. But again, I, I just I, I get your point, and I don't disagree. It's a missed opportunity. I just I'm not going to kill them for it. You yeah. Know what I mean, that's my point. Yep. But I, agree. I, I, it's, I mean, like, the, of course, like, of course, I say, especially the way the game played out. If they had lost the Jets twenty to, to that's to what seven, I'm saying. Like, like, it was right yeah, there. I mean, of course, like, it they, was. they were favorites in the fourth quarter, of still, like by was. a heavy margin. Yeah, so well, I mean, like again, the Niners literally missed a forty-one field goal yeah, to lose. They blew it too. You like know? you know, and that that's the other thing. The Niners had their slip up, so we could have been starting this, you know, having having the pod this week with two up on the Cowboys, or yeah, two up on the Cowboys and one up on the Niners. Like that would have been huge. 
I, I just think you're saying obvious things. Like, yeah, yeah no, I, I, know. I agree. <laughs> no, but it course. just it sets in more when you look at how good the Dolphins are. Sure. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel any differently about the loss today than I did a few days right. ago. I knew the Dolphins were coming up. I knew the Dolphins were talented. Like, I, again, I just, I get your point. I mm-hmm. just think it's like, yeah, of course it's a missed opportunity. It doesn't hit me that hard, you know? And I'm not killing them for it. And I think I think the Dolphins game is going to be a close game. Like I, I, I think, think the Dolphins game could be. Yeah, close. I, I, I agree. like. I originally thought the Dolphins would win, and I'm I'm kind of veering back to I think the Eagles are going to win. I, again, ebbs and flows in the NFL, and we'll go through the Dolphins thing in a sec. But let's get to Julio real quick, and yeah. then we'll get to the game because the Julio, the big news of the week. Um, I know you're on Marks and Reese talking about it, but but a couple, or I guess yeah, two days now to to kind of take it in. Where are you at with the Julio thing? I really like it. Um, I liked it when it came out. It was definitely surprising. Like I, I didn't have the Eagles signing Julio Jones on my bingo card. Um, but on the pregame show prior to the Jets game, I got into it. Not into it, but like me and Glenn Mack now we're, we're discussing, you know, what their biggest need was. And I said I thought there's a strong argument that it's receiver. Um, and now especially we're recording this on a Thursday. Devontae Smith didn't practice on Wednesday with a hamstring injury. Like they don't have anything at receiver other than A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Like, we can get in, you know, how good Alameda Zacchaeus is. I still have hope for Quez, but he's on IR. Like, Britton Covey has gotten snaps. Devin Allen got called up. Like, they are super, super thin at receiver. So, they need somebody for a couple reasons. A, just to play, like, you know, with, with A.J. and Devontae. But if, God forbid, one of them goes down, or if Devontae doesn't play against Miami, Julio Jones at least has played on the outside. He has the experience of beating man coverage on the outside. He was a big part of Tampa's offense, or at least, you know, he played a lot uh, with Tampa last year. I think he's been in bad situations. Like, I don't think Tampa, um, I know with Tom Brady in that final year, like he put up 4,500 yards, but I didn't think they were a very good team or a very good offense. Before that, he played in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill. They've never had good offenses. So I think it's a bit situational why he hasn't been great. Didn't drop a pass last year in 53 targets. The year before, he dropped three passes, I think, in 60-something targets. So three drops and 110 targets over the last two years. So I think he has dependable hands. Um, when you watch the tape of what he did in Tampa last year, he has more juice than I thought. Like, they we, they used him in weird ways. They, like, gave him end arounds. They did, like, screen plays for him. So clearly they felt he could move after the catch. Um, Sirianni talked and said that when they worked him out and when they watched him on tape, they feel he has a lot of juice left in his legs. So I, I really like the signing on paper. And then meeting him yesterday... Like, I liked it more. And I'm a very, like, impressionable, gullible guy, for sure. Like, I meet people and, like, you know, it, he was nice. He was, like, making jokes. He had a big personality. I think he's going to be a big personality in the locker room. And I think that's a positive. Like, he's been on good teams. He's been on playoff teams. Obviously lost the Super Bowl, but so did everyone else in the Eagles locker room. So I think it's a positive. And for a re- receiver room that was really turning into just AJ and Devontae, even just from a personality standpoint— I think adding like some fresh blood and someone that's like friends with AJ and Devontae has a ton of respect with Alabama guys, all those things. I I really like it. Yeah, I, I like it. I don't know if I could really like it. Like I I all the things you said are true and that's why I like it. The one thing is I, I don't think he has much left. Like mm-hmm. I, I think he's, you know, is it fine as a veteran ad? Sure. Like, but I don't think anyone should expect Julio Jones to be a big time impact player for well, this. Well it depends team. what you mean by big time. An impact player. I right. don't think Julio Jones is going to make a big impact on this season. Like, I think he's fine, and I think he might, you know, contribute a little bit, but I just don't think Julio Jones is a difference maker anymore. I, I think he's mostly cooked. And so, look, I could be wrong. We'll find I, out. I, but look, for, for 300000 or whatever they're paying him, like, sure, like, right. whatever, like, go for it. Like, right. yeah, no-brainer. And they do need depth in that room. We've talked about that since the preseason. 
You know, I'm I'm in on that. I'm right. fine with it. Again, I'm just like, do I think signing Julio Jones or not makes a big impact on the season? I don't. So, I I agree, and here's I agree somewhat. With the Eagles passing offense, and Nick, Sir- Nick Sirianni said this, it's always going to go through A.J., Devontae, and Dallas. So ultimately, whoever this guy is we're talking about is not going to get a ton of targets. So whoever their third receiver is, is really the fourth option in the passing game and arguably the fifth option in the offense behind the running game. Like, they're not going to get a ton of targets. So I agree. Julio is probably not going to have, like, 50 catches and six touchdowns the rest of the season. Like, I mean, unless someone gets hurt, then maybe. But so I agree from a he's not gonna make a big impact standpoint. But and I was higher on Quez than most. Like you were out on Quez, and a lot of people are out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm fine with them signing someone. I think they needed someone. Yeah. But like, I I don't think Julio Jones is gonna make a big impact on the team. I think he's a body. I think he's fine. One concern I do have with the Julio thing is I don't think it. Now, granted, he did have some deep catches last week. I mean, last year for Tampa. But you look at the Dolphins and the offense that they're bringing in, like so fast, so explosive. The Eagles now, like, Julio is might have juice left in his legs, but he's not fast and explosive. Like, he's not—and that's the other thing. They talk so much about how they like Quez in the slot and how, you know, like, his speed really adds to it. Julio does not bring that. So I wondered maybe Devontae moves in the slot a little. You play Julio on the outside. I also thought when they first signed Julio that he was just going to be kind of like six, seven snaps a game until someone gets hurt. I do not get that vibe speaking to him. Like he, well, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna dominate. I'm gonna dominate. Uh, you know, I'm here to dominate. Don't get it twisted. Uh, Dave Zingaro asked him, like, what do you think you have left? And he was basically kind of like, What do you mean? What do I have left? Like we'll in a, ni- in a nice way. We'll like, revisit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, like I a thought confident, it was nice the way he did it. And look, he smile, did say like, he wants to fit in and do what they want from yeah. him. Yeah, but um, like, here's the thing. Like, he also said, he, I don't want Julio Jones to get that many targets. Like, I don't want Julio Jones to be a big part of this offense. Like, I, I think that's a problem if they're I don't relying think he will on Julio be. Jones. Yeah, I, I think what I like about Julio is a he's just a professional receiver. Sure, like he will run the right routes. He will be at the right places. Uh, he will line up correctly. Like, does not bring the speed Quez We're brings. Back to but the line up correctly. Re- yeah, <laughs> reliable hands. Like, been. I just. I agree with you. I don't think Julio is going to come in here, and we're going to be like, like. So, uh, Kristen asked me if she should pick him up in fantasy. My Absolutely initial, not. Well, my initial answer was no, and then I was like, eh, you know, Absolutely who knows? Not. If someone gets hurt, if like, anyone's listening right now, do not pick him up yeah. in fantasy. Yes. If Dev- look, the Devontae hamstring injury is interesting yeah, he could timing. Play on the, he could start on the it's outside. Interesting this week. timing. Yeah. You know that thing is like so maybe for a one week thing or whatever. Maybe right. That that and that makes me concerned about Devontae, the Devontae yes. receiver, when he's not practicing with a hamstring, which is a super concerning injury for for someone who runs. So. Um, yeah, he might get work, but again, I don't expect the work to to provide much results, even if he does get opportunities. Like again, I do not have much faith in Julio going out and doing stuff. I could be I, wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, he's played with cooked quarterbacks. He's like, man. No, I, I, he's but, but old. I think it's about what your expectation is. It's like, funny that I'm calling him old. <laughs> yeah, old. Yeah. Well, I'm 35. So. Yeah, he's old, man. Um, and he does kind of have like a old, wily veteran presence about him, like just like the smiles and everything. So I think it'll be a good addition um, from that perspective. Uh, one interesting thing was I asked him this and he really wouldn't say, but the way he answered it in a, the way he said it in a question before was interesting. Like I've been talking to Howie. It has a bit of a Indomitian Sioux vibe where I think like the Eagles were probably monitoring him for a while. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I would even be curious like in the off season to know if they like watched tape on him and thought of acquiring him. So I think the timing is right. Like Quez is hurt. Devante's injured. But I just wonder if this is someone they've had their eyes on for a while. Maybe. 
Again, yeah. I, it doesn't change much of what I think about no, it. No, but I mean, it, it does speak to like, Sue, this is Sue, someone they look, have ideas Sue, for. It's looking at Sue, and because it, it was just last year, I think m- some people might overlook at it, but Sue is a great addition. You know, the, the whole like, you're, if a guy's on the street for a reason, like sometimes they can still come in and make a difference. Yeah. But, you know, that's a position where you can rest guys. You don't have to give them every snap. All stuff. Like, if who's going to be out there every play, if who's going to be like an important part of this offense, like, I'm concerned. That's all I'm I, saying. I think Julio is going to play as much as Quest played. Okay. I'm is fine my with prediction. That. I'm fine. Yeah. Look, Julio over Quez, sure. Quez stinks. I'm fine. I Like I said, and I meant it, if I never see Quez in an Eagles uniform again, I'm totally fine with that. Like, so, but my, let me put it this way. Like, for me, like, I have more faith in Alameda Zacchaeus making an impact than in, in, in Julio. You I know. I don't. The same faith, I'll say. It's probably yeah. a little overboard. But the point is, is like, I just, I'm trying to say where my, my level of faith in Julio is. Right. It's low. I have higher faith in Julio. I can tell. I yeah. can tell. I'm intrigued to see. Look, maybe he's got more left in the tank than we said. I'm excited to watch him practice today. Obviously, when you watch highlights on YouTube, every player looks awesome. I well, just, I mean, Julio's Julio. He used no, no, no. To I'm talking awesome. about last year, like uh, last yeah, yeah. year highlights. I would just say to you, watch the highlights of him from last year. He runs faster than I expected. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I understand, like, he's not a wide receiver one or two on a great team. But there were plays, and Tampa obviously felt this way, where they put him in the open field, and he looked fast. Yeah, I mean, but he's still, again, like— I'm just putting it out there. Like, yeah. he looked I faster think, than well, I thought. Like, the difference from the Sue thing is it felt like Sue was waiting for an opportunity. I think that was Julio. <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, he said he had other offers. Granted, he signed to the practice squad, which is not, Signed to the know, practice squad. Agreed. I don't think he has much, many offers as Sue. I just— He's still Julio Jones. Like I get, but that that's a problem. That's where you get into trouble by saying he's still positive. Julio Jones. No, he's not. He's not Julio Jones anymore. But he is. He's a, old guy Julio. Yes, Jones. Yes, he is. That's a different thing. He is. But I really do think like there. I just think there's a lot of benefits to bringing him in. I, I think a lot of the stuff you said, the off the field stuff, in the yeah. in the room, is he going to be a, a help to those guys? Oh, so I think that's all great. I'm just saying I don't expect much from him on the field. Like that's right, where well, I'm at so with him. I was debating this with some of the writers yesterday at practice. What would you put the over on? I'm not good at this in what terms of like catches or yards or whatever. For I, I, I'm not. Okay. It's not like I'm hard to like. Right. So there's 11 games left. Like I don't really. Like, I was gonna say 25 like, and a half. Oh, per game yards. No, no total catches the rest of the year 25 and a half. So see that's what I'm saying. Then I have to do math. So it's 11 games. So you're talking a little over two catches a game. Yeah. Sure. Two or three catches a game. Sure. You take the over. That's fine. No, okay. I think it's. Uh, no, I think it'll be right around there. So I mean, do I don't know? have a strong opinion on the over the under. I think that's a good number. If you had to bet one. But to force you in a corner, you had uh, to pick over under. Under, just because of injury potential and staying right. on the field. But Fair. look, I wouldn't be shocked if it's if it's if he stays on the field, he'll probably go over. I Watch, just don't expect have, him to play every week. Uh, six catches and a touchdown. Yeah, week. right. It, yeah. Hey, look, maybe he will. Devontae doesn't play. Well, Devontae, that's the that's the X factor. Then it changes the numbers part of it. Again, all I'm saying is it's a fine signing. I don't mind them doing it. I thought they need a wide receiver. And is Julio better than some guy I never heard of? Sure. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm not like I'm not over the moon about it. It's fine. I want you to be a little more excited. Than I know you, you do. I know you do. I just you know. I just don't think he's cooked. I used to think he's cooked. I think he's cooked is where I'm at. I think we're gonna find out. Yeah, we're gonna find out. I think, I think he's in cooked. this offense he can be better. Okay, than he hasn't passed off. We're gonna find out. I'm intrigued. Look again. I it, I think if nothing else, there is more upside with this signing than there would be with a normal one. Yes. Like so I'll give you that. All right, let's get to the injuries and then we'll get to the game itself. Um, I think the biggest one, obviously, is Lane Johnson, Reed Blankenship, a big name. Bradley Roby's down. Well, like, Devontae. Dev- uh, Dev- <laughs> well, Devontae, yeah, we just mentioned. Like, where are you at on all these guys? What have you you know, heard? What are you, you thinking based on your experience covering the team yeah. and, and guys practicing, not practicing? Go through the list and your thoughts on each. So, 
when it comes to Lane Johnson, I don't think there's a single person in the world that has a better read on Lane Johnson than Brian Baldinger. Agree. And I this is a good yeah. thing to bring up. So Brian Baldinger works out at Lane Johnson's house. So, you know, obviously take that for what it exactly is. Him and Lane are very close, right? Uh, Brian Baldinger um, said on the Part of My Take pod that Lane is fine and is going to play versus Miami. Lane didn't practice on Wednesday. Sirianni won't say what's going on with them. I'd imagine they're not happy Brian Baldinger said I that. I am sure they're not. Uh, yeah. I, I'd imagine Lane even probably isn't super thrilled with the fact yeah, it's Brian like Baldinger Baldy, said shut up, that. Man. Yeah. But... Baldy said it, and he was at Lane's house. Like, I don't know if Lane was there, but he was. He said, like, Lane is fine and is all in for Miami. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of— I think of Lane's my, playing, then. I think Lane's playing. I, 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 I think Lane I is I just don't playing. think Baldy would be wrong. I agree. Yeah. I so, agree. So I, think, I don't think Baldy <laughs> says it unless he's right. And he said it so, like— Authoritatively. Uh, authoritatively like, and, like, like, dismissive. Like, 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 it was not even worth bringing the injury up. He's and okay. look, and look, it's Lane Johnson, so, like— even if we did not have the Baldy news and you were like, here's the situation, do you think he plays? And I'd be like, probably, it's Lane Johnson. You know, like, yeah. it's, just, it's just what he does. Like, the dude is the all-time warrior. Like, he played through a freaking groin tear. And I think the part of this, too, is the injury is probably not as bad as we all thought. I think so, actually. too. I think it's, you know? uh, maybe that high ankle sprain reporting was a little premature. Yeah, or, or, what, or what they thought initially and then it yeah. wasn't. Like, yeah, I, I, I think he's going to play. Um, the question is just, you know, He's obviously dealing with some type of injury. I, I don't think it matters. I, with him, like, how many times? Again, we're like, oh, he's, let's not, you know, we might not get the real Lane Johnson. Right. He's great. He was Lane Johnson with a freaking groin tear. Like, if yeah. Lane Johnson's on the field, I will until he looks hampered and looks different, I'm going to assume that if Lane Johnson's on the field, no matter what injury he's playing with, he's going to be fine. I agree. I right? think he'll, I think I think that's he'll play fair, well. Right? Yeah, I think that's I, fair. I think he'll play well. I yeah. agree. Um, All right, it, quickly, before we get to the other injuries, I should have done this a minute ago. My bad. I'm a little off today, all right? You know, I'm tired. I'm going to go have a nap when we're done. Listen, download the Bet Park Sportsbook Casino because tonight you can bet on baseball. And there's real Not fun even really action. tonight. It's yeah, like... This afternoon. Yeah, yeah well, I guess tonight Ish. for us. If you're in Arizona and you're listening, you can't use the Bet Parks app, so it doesn't really matter for you anyway. But you do it in spirit. If you're around here, bet on this action. We've been telling you, like, the Phillies are going to win tonight. They're going to win this series. They are uh, bet on them to win the World Series because that's probably going to happen too. I know the odds aren't as good as they used to be. Hope you bet before when we told you to. So much action to bet on, but also like bet on this team to get some hits. All right, you can yeah. bet on home runs, bet on hits. They have just they are just locked in. I think it's an easy way to make money. Of course, bet on all the football action. You bet on every single game on the slate. Almost hit the parlay. We almost hit the parlay. Almost hit the parlay. Parlay will be coming out later we, in the week. We've got to hit on like 80% of our picks. I know. I know. <laughs> you just said, all right. It's they, the combination they, that gets you. Maybe bet our picks individually. Yeah. That's a thought as well. But, you know, have fun with the parlay as well as us. And, and that's so much fun. We get to do the parlay together. It's the little widget on the Bet Parks tab. And, again, of course, you can bet on individual player performances, touchdowns, yards, all the good stuff. Of course, b- baseball, like we just talked about, home runs, hits, strikeouts, anything and everything you can think of. It's so much fun, plus all the other sports going on. The Bet Parks app has you covered. And, you know, do it for us. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Be part of the community. Be part of the community. Dallas is coming up. Like, That's right. You know. We've heard a lot of people coming to Dallas with yeah, us. It's going to be very exciting. We're excited. We'll talk it's crazy about how that. soon it is. Yeah, I know. Tell the me about it. Season's flying I, by. I can barely, dude, I can barely get through a day where I'm like, <laughs> I know. I, I feel like I've been up for six straight years. Yeah. Um, so download the app. Have some fun with us. Uh, great deal for new users. If you make a $10 winning bet, you get $125 in sportsbook bonus back. It is a great deal. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem, Cohen Andrew Gambler. 
Um, so as I announced on the last pod, or last Go Birds Radio, it is indeed hoodie season. You can feel it outside. And what I love about this time of the year is you walk outside and you feel like that Christmas, that cri- not Christmas, I wish you felt Christmas, that crispness in the air. But part of the reason I love walking outside and feeling that crispness is because I don't feel it in my house because I have good windows. Damn, You don't great. feel the cold air coming into the house. Like my HVAC that I spent all this, all this money on, all the air stays inside. And why does it do that? Because I have good windows. And why are windows important? For that exact reason. So Window Nation, we all know it's part of the family. You got to use them if you need new windows. It's an important time of the year to do it. If you don't do it now, it gets too late. Like, this yeah. is the time to check. Hop on it. You know, right. this is what Elliot's saying is this is not the kind of thing to be uh, procrastinate about. All right. You don't want to wait and then be caught with your pants down. Right. And as we've talked about with Window Nation, it's crazy. This is, I mean, it's a fact. They've told us that you save up to 30% on your energy bill with new windows from Window Nation. Is that Nation. good? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. The other percentage, yeah. obviously, no payments, no interest. Well, that's great. All the, you know, I mean, all those I, good I, things. Again, I, I love our friends of Winter Nation. I sometimes wonder how they could be a company with such great deals, right. how, they, how they survive. Two numbers, 0% interest for two years, 30% on your energy bills. You know we love numbers on the pod. You know we love percentages. Those are two numbers <laughs> yes, you need to percentages know. We always people. have been. Uh, and also, so obviously, uh, windownation.com, but proud to be, proud to be uh, endorsed by Jalen Hurts, which is pretty cool. That's the coolest thing ever. You get yeah. me? Like, if Jalen endorses it, it's just almost like, it's almost like fact to me. It's almost just like, okay, I accept it because Jalen. And he says did it early in his career, which I think is cool. Yeah, he was on top. He's of been that. doing it for a while. Also, good. He saw the he saw the greatness. Well, I was right away. saying. And also, like, shout out to Window Nation for being early on Jalen. Great point. You know, both ways. Yeah, works both so, ways. Anyway, get new windows. Enjoy the Christmas crispness. Window Nation. 866-90-NATION, windownation.com. Tell them Gobert sent Tell them Gobert sent you. It's the only way to tell them. That's right. If you don't do that, honestly, still go there because it's good for you and it's smart. We will be crushed, though. Yes. You know, if we if, if, if it gets around and then, you know, oh, I got it. Do you tell me saying no? I'll be like, ah. Oh, I'll still be happy you got new windows. I'll be so happy for you. a good you, deal, but, but like, it would be I'll, a bit of a buzzkill. I'll cry personally. Like, I'll, 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 I'll be like, oh, I'm so happy for you. And then I you will You don't want to make change. But then I'll go cry. All right. Yeah. Um, Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Let's get to the rest of the injuries. Well, okay, so so we're assuming Lane's going to play and going to be okay. Like, again, recording this on a Thursday. If he doesn't practice all week, like I'd be again, I would be stunned if Brian Baldinger is wrong. But if he doesn't practice all week, then maybe, you know, you get a little nervous. But it's, I, very, he's the, it's very rare that players pra- play if they don't practice. Lane Johnson is one of the people, yeah, if he didn't I practice, you could still play. So I think he's going to play. So then, in theory, they'll have their whole starting offensive line. Obviously, Jergens on IR, but I think Opeta has been mostly okay. Um, the Dolphins, w- 
we'll get into this. We talk about the actual game. The Dolphins' pass rush is really good. Like that, the Dolphins' defense actually reminds me a lot of the Eagles' defense, just from where their strengths and weaknesses are, their injuries, those type of things. Um, so they need Lane Johnson this week. Like if Driscoll was playing, that'd be bad news against this Dolphins' uh, front four and, and pass rush. So good news for Lane playing. Reed Blankenship, I do not think is going to play. Um, and man. Sirianni said it best, like, when it rains, it pours when it comes to the secondary. Like, Bradley Roby, Reed Blankenship, Justin Evans, who I don't think is really good, but he's on IR. They had to bring in Josiah Scott. I think Josiah Scott was brought in, A, because he can play right away at nickel. he knows the defense. But he can also play safety. Like, he he did that in practices for the team. He's a bit of a hybrid player. Um, I just don't think Josiah Scott's very good, which which is, you know, obviously a problem against... Um, this really good Dolphins uh, passing attack. So, definitely still dealing with a ton of injuries in the secondary. My guess is Darius Slay is going to play. But when you're dealing with a leg injury going up against Tyreek Hill, if he follows him or at least matched up with him, that's not very good. Even if it's Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle is, is super fast. Um, so, the injuries in the secondary remain a major issue. I think they're going to make a move in the secondary probably at this point, not before Sunday, or at least someone... I was. I know they brought in Josiah Scott, but I mean, like, trade for a player, like, bring in somebody. Well, Jeremy Chin just got hurt. That was the hot. Yeah, rumor. Jalen Mills is someone that's been back oh, bantered around. I would love that. Let's get excited. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. Not, I'm I'm not, not, I like I, Jalen. Jason Kelsey. Very complimentary of Jalen Mills on the morning show. Oh, was he asked about it? No, he brought him up as um, he was asking. He was asked about um. I don't remember the context of the question, but it was something about um cornerbacks and guys having like attitude back there oh and, yeah Jalen and he good brought up Jalen he was like yeah he was like Jalen he's like he can get burned five plays in a row and he'll come back and make a play and he still thinks he's the best cornerback yeah, in the league. he's like he need, he need that back yeah there. I yeah. agree so. um so anyway they don't have Jalen Mills right now currently no, they don't um but he'd be someone I think would make sense to go try to get they're just it is what it is like and I'll give Sean Desai credit for this they have had a banged up secondary last few weeks and the past defense has been relatively good so, no, they haven't played the Dolphins. No, yeah. it, well, but but this is my thing. Even if they had a full secondary against the Dolphins, even if they had last year's secondary against the Dolphins, you would still go up in that and be like, man, that's going to be a super tough matchup. It's just now, you know, you hope you hold them under 30 points. Like, And I think what makes the Dolphins so impressive is just they get rid of the ball so quick, but they still make really big plays. So their their offensive scheme, the way they do things, how comfortable they are running it right now, how well two is playing, like, yeah, the secondary is super banged up, and it's just a really bad, really bad deal going against the Dolphins. Yeah, it's bad timing for that to have all those injuries. I think the key to the game for the Eagles' defense is going to be that line and how they can. Jalen Carter, where's he at? Because that I, I think, think he's going to practice. He, so I mean, he has full participation. I think Jalen Carter is one of the most important players on the field. For the, I, I guess that's the case every week now. But I, I think I think the D line, Hassan Reddick back somehow is five and a half sacks already. He's fine. We're good. Um, so Jalen Carter was a limited participant, and Darius Slay was limited as well. I, I think Darius Slay is going to play. From I, that think tweet. Gonna play. I think they're both going to play. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that is. I think the D line is going to have to be the star of the game for the Eagles because I agree with you. Like if they if they give to a time, if he's able to kind of sit back there and, and get those guys open and pick apart, I think it's going to be a long day for well, the Eagles secondary. So Tua gets rid of the ball quicker than anybody else in the NFL. He's number one in time of release. He's only been sacked six times in six games, and to me, this is. Full scheme. Like, prior to the Super Bowl, you know, we talked about the Eagles' pass rush versus the Chiefs' offensive line, and I think the Chiefs had a better offensive line than the Dolphins do, but you saw that scheme, like, was part of the reason they couldn't get pressure on Mahomes. 
I think the Dolphins, and I'm sure because of Tua's injury history, have an offensive scheme that is engineered to make sure he does not get hit because of the concussions and all those things. So only six sacks in six games allowed for the Dolphins, number one in the league in time to throw. So I just, like, they will impact the game because they are the Eagles' front four, and they always do. But the Dolphins' offensive line doesn't have a a ton of talent, like, and they're banged up as well. They just they don't get sacked. Like Tua does not get sacked. Yeah, they get so, rid of the ball quickly. They get rid of the ball quickly. But again, right. that's why the but they're used to doing Eagles it. have to find ways. To, and look, when you look at again, this is something that I do think is important when we're talking about doing the offense. You look at the teams they played. They have played most of the worst defenses in football. The Chargers and the Broncos are easily statistically yep. the two worst defenses in football. They put up thirty six and seventy on those two teams. Obviously, seventy is wild. Pretty impressive. It's crazy when you look at the seven hundred yards of yeah. offense. I mean, it's insane. But again, like those are the two worst defenses in football. The Giants are like the fourth worst defense in football. They put up thirty one on them. The Panthers are like the seventh or eighth worst defense yep. in football. They put up forty two on them. Like, like they have they have only played one like okay defense. And, I guess if you want to, the Patriots were at the time before they lost Judon and Gonzalez. Right. They only put twenty four up on the. Patriots and they lost to the Bills, who yeah. are, are not even that great a defense. So, like, I the the Dolphins offense statistically has been one of the best we've seen in years. I think it like inspected Shield out of stat where it's like an expected points, they're the best in 10 years or something. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's all on the expected stuff. That's yeah. like the super nerdy EPA, thing. Yeah, yeah. All expected points, expected yards. Right. How about actual points and actual <laughs> yards? Whatever, no big deal. Um, and look, I think Mike McDaniel is, uh, I think he's taken the throne uh, from Shannon, from whoever, as like the most creative coach in the NFL. And I think it's warranted. I think Mike McDaniel is awesome. I think he's yep. a really good offensive coach. I just Everyone's think, favorite coordinator, Vic Fangio. Yeah, and there's a lot of speed and all that. But like, let's not get carried away with this being an unstoppable offense. I don't think it's unstoppable. Uh, HN being out hurts that dude. Yeah, they're bagged up at running back fast. for sure. Um, they don't have a good tight end. And again, like... I, one hit on Tua. Like, it is a dangerous team like that. Like, so I, I, I'm i not ready to say that they can't stop this Dolphins offense for a variety of reasons. But again, I, I think I, is it easily the, the closest, uh, the most nervous I've been going to a game without it. So I'm trying to think how many games Eagles would have lost this year if they scored under 20. So like, I, I, like, I'm off the top of my head, this might not make sense, but I'm saying, like, so let's say we think best case scenario, the Eagles give up 24 points. Like, would you agree that's almost like best case? I mean, I, yeah, sure, I guess. I don't right. know. The the, doll, the Bills gave up 20. I yeah, mean, okay. So, yeah, maybe like, I, I guess where I'm at with is like, this to me, this game is more about the Eagles. I, I agree, and I think they're going to yeah. score. I, I So here's the thing. Because if, if you look at the Dolphins' if they defense. Beat, the funny thing is, if the Eagles had beaten the Jets, I probably would have picked the Dolphins to win this game. Now the Eagles lost to the Jets, I don't know if I'm going to pick it. You well, know what I mean? What's interesting is... So, Again, it's all about ebbs and flows and motivation right. and needing a game and all that. The Eagles so like, off the field, I think, have the better intangibles in this No game. doubt. Prime time at home, Kelly Green. It's been almost two calendar years since Sirianni and Hurts. Grass. Lo- it's not yeah. like it's a fast track, yep. all that type of stuff. Um, it's been almost two calendar years since Sirianni and Hurts lost back-to-back games. Yeah, that's notable. Yeah. And look, I think they're going to get back to running the ball. You can run the ball on the Dolphins. And I think that's going to be the... I know it's not your favorite... But I think the strategy is going to be keep the ball away from that Dolphins offense. So the offense. reason I don't like that is because I just think it's like a bit of a loser. It's like it's a bit it's of not. a defeatist it's a, it's a, attitude. No, because, no, because the, the Eagles are the best ranked team in football. Well, that, well that's like different. You're playing to your strengths. If, if you think, if you no, think, but you're you're playing to your strengths while also keep. Of course, what, what do you want to give that? Like, why wouldn't you want to keep? No, that no, no. All I'm saying is, if if the Eagles go into the game, it's smart. And it's saying, not a loser strategy. Well, no, no, no. It's such a bad way to look at it. It's a smart defeat, strategy. Defeatist is maybe a way to no, put it. No, like, it's that our our best thing is we run the ball well, and that's going to eat up clock, which is going to keep their offense off the field. Like that's smart. But I think that's the, if they go into a game and they say we can run on this team, and that's our best way to score points. Like. 
I uh, grant I'm always gonna it's love throwing the ball. It's all part it's of different. strategy, though. Like that's strategy, man. Right. Like that's no, how I you get coach it. I get games. it. I get it. But I, I'm saying the idea. Like, remember when the Eagles? Um, it was Sirianni's. I think third game of it was either third or fourth game of his rookie year. They went into Dallas, and he he two bit, runs. Yep. What the two? Yeah, runs the two runs game? exactly. But his whole thing was we thought we were gonna give up a lot of points on defense, so we coached on offense accordingly. That's the only thing I'm no, saying. No, that's a very different thing than saying I think we have to score a lot. I'm saying it's smart to keep the off the other team's offense off the field in any game, but right. especially a game where like this is a smart strategy to win every game. Keep the ball the most. Like yeah, that's I, a, that's a classic winning strategy in the NFL. Right. Like that's I agree not with that. at all. I just don't like the whole like where we know we're gonna give up a ton of points, so we have to keep I'm the not ball. I'm saying that. I'm saying right. that that off keep the t- other offense off the field. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like and that's I, against I agree. any could, team. Yeah, I agree with that. And but they're also the Dolphins are also bad against the pass. Sure, their secondary is banged up. I don't think up. the Dolphins' offense that good, defense that good. I know you said I, some I of the Eagles. I think either. the Eagles' defense is significantly better. They just the have, I think, almost as good of a pass rush. If you look at it in terms of hurries this year, like so, I think their defenses are similar. Like the Eagles have more talent in the secondary when everyone's healthy, and I think Slay and Bradbury are better than the Dolphins' starting corners, as good as Xavier Howard is. But he's also hurt. He's day to day. So I think their pass rush has been really good. Their secondary, uh, Deshaun Elliott, their safeties had a good year. Like they have. They have some talent secondary, but they give up. I think they're 20th in the league in uh, yards per play allowed through the air. They're in the 20s in like passing um, defense grading on Pro Football Focus. Their passing defense is not that good. So I do think with Lane playing, that'll be huge. Like the Eagles can exploit their uh, their secondary, and also like as again, this is a little like the Rams game. With the Rams game, we talked so much about how the Eagles secondary was going to struggle against the Rams receivers, and then the Eagles had one of their best days passing the ball because they had the advantage in the secondary as well. So I think that I think they're just extremely even teams. I was I was debating this: who would you rather have, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and Braxton Berrios, or the Eagles receivers? So coming into the season, I probably would have said AJ and Devontae. Um, I mean, forget the third receiver. Dude. Braxton, I, I'd probably take Braxton Berrios over yeah. Julio or whatever. But, but forgetting that, like the real question is those top two. I, I think Devonte is better than Waddle, but I think Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in football right now. And I, I think would, he might I, be the most valuable non-quarterback yeah, on I, offense in the entire league. On uh, like your lineman would have some interest. Lane yeah, would certainly yeah, be there. Yeah, but, nobody might be. I, look, yeah. I just say I think he's the best receiver. I mean, yeah. Justin Jefferson's hurt, but I think I think Tyreek Hill is the most dangerous player on offense in the league. So I think I'd have to go with those two. Yeah. I, and I think it's probably the only time all year the Eagles will line up against a team that might have better receivers. I agree. Um, which is crazy thinking where this team was like four years I ago. I know. Um, but so I think the Dolphins, like, you know, number one in the league and uh, plays over 40 yards in passing. Number two in the league and plays over 20 yard passing the ball. Number one of runs over 40 yards. I think number one in yard, runs of 20 plus yards too. Now the Eagles surprisingly are like not that far off of them. Like the Eagles for this perception of the offense being like dink and dunk, 19 play drives. Like they've had big plays as well. But man, the Dolphins. So you want to guess what the percentage of times they score a touchdown in the red zone is? The percent. So I'll just give. I'll tell you this. They're number one, but the percentage is unbelievable. In the red zone, times they score a touchdown, uh, like forty percent, eighty percent. Wow, that is aggressive. So forty percent. The Eagles are forty-five percent, and they're twenty-third. The okay, league. so, yeah, then, so yeah. you're you're bad numbers, right? There. Yeah. yeah, but but eighty percent percent is aggressive. They were a hundred percent last week. Like yeah. so, if there's any week for the red zone offense to really have to come through, and I thought Jordan Malata made a good point. Like it's also tough to get to the red zone. So credit to the Eagles for getting there quite a bit, but. 
Yeah, I mean the the Dolphins, they just score a lot of points. Like I get I get your point that they've played bad defenses for sure, and that is that is going to be part of it. But like I, real, I, some of them really bad. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I just don't think like if this was. And maybe because you just said the Panthers, I'll use them as an example. If the Panthers four games into the season were like putting up a ton of points, you could probably look and go, all right, well, they're playing bad teams. Like it's not surprising no, that the Dolphins no, I agree. are. Yeah. I'm just saying like the historic stuff, like let's get I think people are getting carried away with. Yeah, they've been the best offense in football this year. Right. Period. Without a doubt. Like I'm just saying I think people have gone way overboard with like they're unstoppable. So what do you that. think? What do you think an acceptable the Bills stopped them? What yeah. In <laughs> Buffalo. In and, Buffalo. <laughs> now I will say and Miami seems like the worst possible. It's like almost traveling to Lambeau. Like I just, there's certain stadiums I don't picture certain teams doing well in. In Buffalo and my and Lambeau would be like two. Where for Miami, mm-hmm. don't see it happening. I agree. Um, what do you think an acceptable outcome for the defense would be from a points perspective? Acceptable? Yeah, like we're we're doing a post game pod. And it's like, hey, they only gave up. So you know me. Like I don't. I think that you can't make it. Like again, if they give up, uh, let's say they give up 27 points. But it's 27 points, like the 27 points the Chargers scored, you know, with the year, first year of, of right, Sirianni, where it's like a 90% like percent passing, and it's just like dominant, and they never stopped them, and it's just not a lot of possession. So it's hard to say, right. but, you know, like, somewhere between 24 and 27, I think, is fair to yeah. expect the defense to, to I agree with that. somewhere in that range. But again, it's it's all context-dependent. to the, about, like, the opponents and stuff, if you look at the... The Dolphins' defense, the times they've played good quarterbacks this year, they've given up a lot of points. Yeah, Josh so, Allen put up a lot of points on them. Um, Josh, it's only they've only played two good quarterbacks. They played Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Yeah, and they both and put up over Josh 30, Allen right? put up forty eight on them. Yep, and Justin Herbert put up thirty four. Other than that, they've played Mac Jones, Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, who got hurt in that game. Yeah, and and Bryce Young. So they they, they, they played bad quarterbacks. They played bad, 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 and they've played two good quarterbacks, forty eight and thirty four. So that's a so, good point. I'm assuming you would take Hertz over Tua. My God. Go oh, absolutely. Yeah. But let's, like, absolutely. All right. So let's just give, let's just say Hertz is a 10 out of 10. Just where would you put Tua? I'm think, curious how close you think they are. Not as close as I think other people might okay. based on what's happened so far this year. Again, I think Tua is, is good. And I, I, I think Tua, let's put it this way I think Tua is far more a product of his situation than Jalen is. I think Tua. Interesting point. I think Tua. It, Mike McDaniel is making Tua a lot better than he is. Yeah. And I think having Tyreek Allen, Jalen Waddle is making him a lot better than he is. So I think Tua is really good at certain things. And Mike McDaniel, being a great offensive mm-hmm. coach, is putting him in all those. He's getting rid of the ball quick. He's relying on his accuracy. He's not making him move around too much. Also, I think as a as a a prototype quarterback, I think Tua has flaws. He's not great at moving around. He's not great at kind of getting away from things, creating on his own, making mm-hmm. things happen. But in terms of like. I will give you four seconds, and you need to put the ball right here. You can put it in a, like a, a dot. You know, like he'll, you make a little dot on the field. He'll, he'll bounce it off the dot. Like, I think he's that impressive with the accuracy and stuff. So I think he does certain things really well. I think he's a top-ten quarterback, for sure. Yeah, I think he's top-ten. Um, What's interesting about him, too, is he I just he don't think he's as special as Jalen. I, I agree. I think Jalen carries his team more than Tua carries exactly. his team. That's exactly what I'm trying to Yeah, and I think Jalen as a runner is way more special. I, I think Tua has a better arm than Jalen. Like, so seeing think Tua, yeah, I think Tua, and certainly, I mean, and Jalen's gotten really accurate. I think Tua is like one of the more accurate yeah, guys Yeah, agreed. Seen. So watching Tua in person last year in Miami, he throws a, a great beautiful ball. ball. He throws yeah, it a looks great really ball. Pretty. And Jalen throws a great ball too. Like Jalen yeah. throws a very catchable, soft touch ball. Like pass, he he throws a great ball, but man, Tua and look, it's last year. Um, Tua lit the Eagles secondary up when they played in practice last year. Again, last year, different team, blah blah blah. And practice, practice. Just saying. In I Miami, thought, remember that one? That was the, it was the Miami one day, the, yeah. one day thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I've watched Tua 
Like when my experience watching two in person was very impressive. So what also is interesting about I think the two, key is they have to hit him. They have to get to him. They yeah, have to pressure him. But teams him. just don't to, do that. Like, but, but that's because teams have not been able to do that. Yes, that's teams what I'm saying. Teams have not been good enough defensive line-wise. I think it's a credit to Mike McDaniel. I think it's that, a credit yeah. to Mike McDaniel, but I also think that I think like like Jalen Carter and Hassan Reddick are going to be the two best linemen they've faced this yep. year. So, so what I think is interesting is a lot of times when the Eagles play a team where they have a huge advantage on the offensive line, the team has to get rid of it quickly, and they're not used to doing that. So that's an advantage for the Eagles and a win for them before they go in. The Dolphins are used to doing that, right? So we'll see how the. I mean, look again. It's Jalen Carter, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat. Like I'm not going to say they're not going to impact the game because they're just so talented that you, you know they will. Um, the other question I had for you was Sirianni or Mike McDaniel. Who would you take? I might take McDaniel. I, I think, think McDaniel's like, and I'm a leader of men guy, but I actually think he's both. I think I, he is too. I think, I think McDaniel, awesome. like his players relate to him. Yep, they 100%. seem to love him. He has created a culture there as well. Um, and I think, I, again, going back to the scheme thing, I think he's probably the most creative offensive mind going right now. Um, so yeah, I, that's a close one. And there aren't many I'd take. And look, McDaniel has not had the success Sirianni has. So I like, it's really close for me yeah. on that one, but I might take McDaniel. I might too. There's McDaniel... I agree. Does have like the leader of men equality. Also, his offense is unbelievable. It was funny. I'm, I actually meant to open the pod with this as a joke, but clearly I butchered it. So yesterday, Sirianni's talking about how he takes plays from the Dolphins um, and how like the Dolphins have such an innovative scheme and all that stuff. And I felt like saying to Sirianni, like, well, people take the tush push from you. Do you think they should ban what the Dolphins are doing? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. But um, so I thought this was interesting. If you look at Tua's career... In 2020, uh, I'm sorry, in 2021, which I'm pretty sure McDaniels was the head coach then, 6-1 and one to end the season. Last year before the concussions, 8-0. 2023, 5-1. Now, there's losses in between there. But I think when, one thing him and Jalen have in common is like they when win, they win yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a fair point. And he doesn't win as much as Jalen, like no quarterback does. Yeah. But, but Tua does, when he is healthy and like he gets some time, like he wins a lot. No doubt. So, so I, I just think... So often we do this pod, and it's like, well, the Eagles are better at every single position. The Dolphins might have the better coaching staff. I don't think they have the better quarterback, but Tua is right there. Um, they have better receivers. They're, they might be better at running the ball. That's an interesting discussion. Yeah, Mostert's been good. I don't think they're better, Mostert's but Mostert's been great. He might be one of the most underrated guys in terms of whatever I think of him. Like, oh, yeah, he's a nice role player. He just and always then you look, play, and he what, puts up massive well, numbers. Well, he just needs to be healthy. He's just, yeah. If he's not healthy, he just never stays healthy. But when he's healthy, he's awesome. It'll be a good test for the Eagles' run defense. Um, Which has been really good. So. Yeah. So they did the, – the Dolphins just remind me a lot of the Eagles. But – from a maybe we will just pick on Saturday. I don't know if I'm like ready. The, yeah, let's pick on Saturday. We'll pick on Saturday. I, I need more time. But I do think the Eagles have the intangibles in this game. Like All right, I said, good, good. All right, so we're gonna make our picks on Saturday. Uh, we're gonna do the Bet Parks picks pod. Then we've got our show on Saturday. Yes. Well, maybe. Well, maybe you'll be. There. I'll be there for sure. If the Phillies sweep, I will be there too. So everyone pray for a Philly sweep. Yeah. And if they don't, I think they're I'll sweep. be doing. I do too. I think yeah. they're gonna sweep. So you know, we should be fine. Man, um, the difference in the stadium. Either way, the Bet Parks pod will be out on Saturday, no matter what. Correct. Okay. It is crazy. The Phillies are going to go from playing in probably the best home atmosphere in all of sports to like, like a, a yeah to like a, a more. Well, the, nah, they might be going to a place with a bunch of Phillies yeah, fans. Yeah, a bunch of Phillies fans. I mean, that flight to Arizona sold out. We talked to our buddy Fritz, who's on his way out there. He said his plane was full. Oh, he called in. No, no, no. We were texting with him. You didn't pay attention to the, the baseball guys thread today, huh? I noticed you didn't chime in at all. You're good. You had a, did you yeah, have a lot I woke going up on and this morning? Worked out right away. Got it. Yes. Yeah. yeah he said there's a bunch of Phillies fans on his plane. So I did scan um, it. I guess I missed that. But yeah, it's okay. No yeah. worries. Bunch of Phillies fans on his plane. Apparently, uh, we talked to a, a guy who called in who's out there. It seems like yeah. 
Like, I don't know if it'll be like when Eagles take over, like Rams. Honestly, or, it might not be that different. But it, I think there's going to be, like, I think there's going to be a lot of Phillies. Apparently, it's like 16 bucks to get in the game. It's like, yeah, $9. <laughs> um, I wouldn't embarrass So, a quick Phillies thing I didn't get a chance to say on yes, the air. Yes, um, let's talk Phillies. Yeah. So, <laughs> who's the guy on the the backs like Corbin Corral or whatever his name was? <laughs> Did you hold on? There was so much wrong with all that. I think you just said demon backs. My bad, yeah. Di- the diamond backs. His name is Corbin Carroll. That's it, right? So I've been in a lot. And of he's lo- their best player. I've been in a lot of losing locker rooms. Oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, okay. this is good. <laughs> I don't think so. This is after game two. This, this is after, after the game 10 two. Nothing game. Yes. I went to the Diamondbacks locker room to get a quote from uh, Merrill Kelly. Or yeah, well done, right? Big J. Elliott. Big J. Elliott. Yeah. So I was in the Diamondbacks locker room. First, let me say this. They have the most loser locker room I've ever been a part of. <laughs> Either one of two things were true. Either one, they were so dejected after that loss they couldn't speak, or they just don't talk to each other. Like, so it was one or the other. Either, I mean, either. they did lose 10 nothing in an NLCS Yeah, so it could game. be that. It could but be also, that. it's like, bro, it's game two. Like, yeah. Anyway. Have some fight. Yeah. So, Car- Carol, his name is? Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll was sitting at his locker, staring in, like, literally full uniform, just sitting there, staring into the distance, like, dead-eyed, for probably two or three minutes. And then, like, I was looking at him. He noticed I was looking. So, like, we caught eyes a few times. But then someone had to come up and, like, rub his shoulder. Someone came up and, like, patted him on the leg. Like, look, I love emotion. I'm well, an emotional guy. I respect guy. it. He, he's so angry he lost. But, he's like, a, but well, you think emotion more shell The point I'm making is they are defeated. Yeah, I agree. They did not come across to me like a team. And, look, it's 10 nothing. I get it. But you would like to see, like, if Some the Phillies fight. lost to nothing, I think you would see them being like, like angry, flush it, move on. Yeah, or like, well, we, we Nick Cassianos wasn't to nothing. It but was we like do our a best Morgan punch in the face. Yeah. So we'll see. I think that they are ripe to just be completely taken over. That's what I expect. Yeah, I expect it. And again, Corbin Carroll's a great player. Uh, a lot of uh, Charlie Day, by the way, in the house the other night. That, I saw that, that. started yeah. here initially. You know, yeah. People have sending me a lot of that. Carol! Carol! <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah from Always Sunny. Yeah. Uh, I had to do that. Um, but, um, yeah, I think they're cooked. I'm with you. I think they're cooked. I really do. Yeah. So, so I think we should be doing the show together. Inside. I think so. Okay. So, that'll be awesome. At the we'll very least, we'll be three to one. We'll make our picks either way on the Bet Perks Picks Pod, and obviously we'll talk about the game. And, again, to the point, that's I really want the Phillies to sweep because I do I do want all my attention to this. Like, I feel, I like, I don't like that I can't pay as much attention to the Eagles, but it's like, I have a certain amount of um, emotional and mental bandwidth, right. and right now the Phillies are taking up a lot of it. I well, want if, they, if they lose on Sunday and the Phillies are done by then, I think we'll be talking a lot. We will be all in on the World Series. Yes. We'll be talking that, and then it'll be World Series to, to take our mind yeah. off it. But again, like I, this game is massive. Like this is it is in my opinion in terms of hype outside of the Phillies part taking away in terms of what should be hype. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, an awesome atmosphere. The, the awesome Kelly game. Green against that on saying I think it's the mo- I think it's the most interesting. Regular season game of the last two seasons. Agreed. So Agreed. Um, it should be big. We'll be talking about Saturday, hopefully, with no Phillies hanging over. We'll just be, we'll all be in a good mood with the Phillies going to the World Series. All right, final thoughts. So it's Halloween season. Ooh, um, I do think Halloween is, has fallen off a little, but that's not it. according to my daughter. Yeah, she's still in on it. She is very excited. So excited. She wants us to do like, and you know me, I'm I'm not going to. Hopefully, Emily will. But she wants like the decoration outside the house. Every time we walk by a house with like the yeah, whether it's the fake lot. spire, this that she has to stop and she has to look at it and mm-hmm. she has to point out the one she likes. She loves it. Full um, in. I can see that. Big I, I love decorating. As Big well. fan of candy too. Yeah. believe it or not, well, I like candy. I know, it's um, the kid. That was the joke. yeah. Yes. Um, I think the scariest <laughs> like thing. Too. It's good. Like I think the scariest thing is the sound of like 
someone knocking on the door unexpectedly. So last night I had a dream. <laughs> it's the scariest thing you got. Yeah, I think like of all the scary like movie things of like it's like darkness isn't really scary or like creaky noises or spiders like whatever like traditional like type of like. So last night I had a dream. Do you ever dream? I'm sure you probably do. I don't remember my dreams. We talked about. Well, this. but I was gonna say where you're like you're sleeping, but then like you think you might be awake, but you're not. Like I guess kind of you know like, like if you're like if you're in such a deep sleep that when you wake up you're kind of like am I awake? But anyway, so last night I had a dream that someone was knocking on the door. I was so scared. I was laying in bed being it's a like, really weird take by you. There, there are so I think many the sound of like in... like someone knocking frantically on the door is like terrifying because it's like why are they trying so hard to get in? Who could it be? Like should I, I let them in? Are they in trouble? Is it scary? bad? Like, I, think, I just don't think it's the scariest. It's the thing. unknown of it. Yeah, I don't think it's that scary. I, I mean, think a knock on the door is pretty scary <laughs> it might even it might even be in my top three scary like whales rain and knocking on the door it might be my new top three i don't remember what number three used to be it used to actually hitting a deer was my number three i mean that's realistic like that's a yeah oh well it's way more realistic someone knocks on your door oh it's terrifying oh look it's the mailman saying, wasn't if, as scary if as you up oh, it's a package not as scary as that what are you talking if about in the middle of the night if it was 2 a.m and sure, you heard someone a 2 a.m that's what I'm, that's a point yeah, i'm making that could be a little scary I yeah get i think it's I like it's terrifying. Like I was laying in bed last night, like, 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 kind of out of it, just being like, man, like, is some like, like scared. Okay. I was scared. Okay. Well, I'm happy. All right, buddy. I'm yeah. Happy no man. problem. Yeah. No worries. I think people would agree. Speaking of scary, people should see if you like scary movies. I know you don't. Not no, really. Not a huge fan. No. Uh, talk to me. Super scary. What's movie. it on? It, uh, it's you got to rent it. It was in the oh, theaters. Okay. It just right. it was a big hit in the theaters, like the horror. Who's in the, it? The, no one you've ever heard of. No one mm. I remember. It's an Australian movie. Okay. It's, well, I'm in on Australian movie. It's freaking terrifying. Like it is so good. It's like gory terrifying or like no, suspense like, terrifying. Uh, no, it's like um yeah, like suspense in a way, but it's like a like it's just terrifying, man. Like mm. it's it's really and not just terrifying, it's also like unsettling. It's very Yeah, uns- like when someone knocks on the door. It's very No, 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 no. Like uh I don't want to give it anyway, but okay. let's put it this way. The, the scene I'm thinking about right now, way scarier than someone knocking on a freaking door, buddy. All right, let me. Tell I'm gonna you. come knock on your door. Anyway, at check 2 out Talk to Me. That wasn't gonna be my final thought, but since you brought up spooky, scary stuff, uh, it's Talk to Me is like, look, if you like, like me, I always say, like, I've seen every horror movie there is. I've seen them all. I freaking love them. I'll watch anything scary that I can get my hands on. And I'm very, very rarely am I truly unsettled or truly scared. Yeah. Like, I talk about hereditary a lot. Hereditary has one scene. That is about as unsettling as anything I've ever seen in movies. And I literally had to pause the movie and like catch my breathing. Wow. That's what I'm going for. Like I want a movie to do that to me. So like because I- it never happens. Talk to me came pretty close. Talk to me at a point where I like grabbed my pillow, was holding it like this, kind of like bent over. How Emily old was you? like, Are you okay? Oh, like, talk to me. So like recently. Oh, this just came yeah, out. Okay, I'm right. Saying, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I want. I want that. And talk to me had some moments that did it. So wow. Highly recommend talking to me. Uh, my final thought is uh, I'm happy you brought the Phillies. It was related to the Phillies. It's a shout out to our baseball guy, Elliot Shore Parks. Oh, yeah. If you don't listen to IOS Pod, you don't know. Now it's time to do it. What a stud, man. Yeah. Elliot is Elliot has brought it. He's down the locker room. I mentioned this before. You know, he did, he's the one of the reason, the, the sole reason the Trey Turner Jack Fritz thing happened. It is the true. medium is because of Elliot. It was so for you know this pod we're we're together and we get to talk like this like for 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 you guys who always hear the stories about Elliot in the locker room and Elliot you know talking this like like watching him do his <laughs> thing like it was 
It was awesome, man. I was so impressed. Like, yeah. Elliot's in there. He's in the scrum. He's jumping up with the, the phone, the video. Like, he's asking questions. Like, I just, I had never seen you in your element like yeah. that. And I was I was so impressed. Appreciate like, you're that. really good at it. it you knew it. Like, you were like a, if you, like, it, like, it was like, you knew exactly where to be. It was like you were home. <laughs> I was, uh, it was awesome, man. It was really College fun. Degree, you. you know, Temple Mid. So, I just want to give you some, I just want to give you some I appreciate it. I thought you did a, it's an been awesome fun, job. Fun being at the games for sure. It is it is cool. Like I think it's a cool experience just being in a different locker room multiple oh, I'm times. Sure. And, yeah, like, especially getting after the vibe how that, many lock, and, like, football locker rooms yeah, you've exactly, been in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Philly's locker room is very impressive. Yeah, they, they it's bring a it. super impressive group. Of guys. Yeah, you, yeah, I saw your tweet about that, which was cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're just so like they, they're the perfect combination of fun and like completely dead serious assassins. and focused and yeah. serious. Yeah, like, it's dude, impressive. Like they're gonna win the World Series, and that's they all are. they're thinking about. Yeah. Um. Awesome. So anyway, I should give you some props because it's been Appreciate and it's just been fun as as three buds hanging out for these. Well, it's kind of nice to get a bit of a break too. Not gonna lie. Not gonna fight. I mean, yeah. like I, to go to them. You mean? It would be yeah. very disappointing if we're there Monday night. Uh oh my god, it'd be devastating. <laughs> it can't be there Monday night. Yeah, no, can't they, be there Monday. There's night. no shot they're gonna lose two or three there. So. They won't. Yeah. I, again, I'll be surprised if they lose one. I agree. So, so last question for you. Yes. Up. If you were the Phillies, would you ro- go run and jump in the pool? Sure. Why not? <sighs> Why not? You beat them already. What is? Who cares? Let them get I, mad at you I, for next I'm year. I'm fine with it, but I think we should all acknowledge it's extremely disrespectful. <laughs> Hell yeah. And if like. I don't know if there was some equivalent in Citizens Bank Park and the Ashers did that last year. I mean, I think they bro, would have to like have security. Well, that's a, it's a very different thing. Arizona fans are your thing. Right. Uh, but I mean, think about it this way, right? I mean, this is the team and this let's let, you know, it's the end of the pod. So I'm sure a lot of people out anyway, but, but earmuffs one, two, three. This is the team that after every round sings, fuck the Braves, fuck whoever we play next and fuck, always fuck the Mets. Right. Like they, they are disrespectful. They don't care in a, in a, in a fun way. I get it. In and a I would baseball do it. Way. Like it is. Bryce Harper stare right at Orlando Orsi. Like these guys don't, in a good way, earmuffs, give no fucks about that stuff. And I freaking love it. I'd also say if you're the Diamondbacks and you put a pool out there. You're asking you're for asking it. You're asking You it. are so, and you're, you, they celebrated it. Apparently the Dodgers did it a couple years ago. So oh, it wouldn't be they? the first okay, time yeah. it's happened. Like, I mean, look, look the, it's the, your building. You lost. A team is celebrating your building. Like, what do you say? Like, don't use our pool. Like, there's I a agree. Pool there. I agree, and I would do it. And I think it'll be awesome. <laughs> it'll be so but it awesome. is. It is so disrespectful. <laughs> I'm so mad I'd be there. I would have. I want to go to the pool. It is so right. disrespectful. I love it. Yeah. Go Phils. Go Birds. I love it. All right, we'll be back on Saturday with the Bet Parks Pod. Probably a show. Either way, Ellie will be there. Until then, he's William James.